did you wake up this morning? <laughs> What's up, girl? My name is Rika, and thank you so much for listening to Single You, the podcast. Whether you've been listening for a while or you just stumbled upon me. Hello, I am a certified NLP life coach. Now, NLP, let's get nerdy for a second. It's Neuro Linguistic Programming. You can Google the rest of that if you want to know the rest of the nerdy stuff, okay? So I'm certified in that area, a.k.a. the single girl's life coach. I am a self-love coach and a boundaries coach. Listen, I got that boundaries and that self-love on lock, okay? (laughs) All right, so I am your host and also the founder of this podcast and Single You Academy, which is my online coaching program, community, and resource for single women. Now, before we get into the episode, let me just put a little disclaimer out there, all right? I am not a licensed therapist, so I am not to replace a therapist. But I will say this, a lot of my clients, they have me as their coach, and then they also have a therapist. Because it is my job to hold you accountable to the things that you say that you want. So if you want to stop tying your worth and identity to men and stop being a man pleaser, you need help on that self-love and boundaries area, then I would be the coach for you. And maybe one day that coaching relationship with you and I, yes, it's me and you right here, hey, (laughs) will happen one day. You can always reach out to me. My Instagram is open to you. On Instagram, I am just me, Rika. And of course, I will put my name in the show notes. All right, that's it. I'm your host, Rika, and let's get into the episode. This is Single You, the podcast. I met, the funny way that I met Nicole (laughs) is because we were talking on air about can you cause someone to cheat? And she actually called in on my phone lines here in the radio station and had the greatest explanation and used all of these words that I had heard before, um, especially in my certification program, which is a NLP life coaching program. And I think I even asked you, like, are you a psychologist? <laughs> so, and, yeah, I'm a therapist. Yeah, she was like, yeah, how'd you know? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, we have to meet up because I do lives, week lives. And I said, I want to have a conversation with you about narcissism. Um, because I know you know all the dirty little details. <laughs> and so that's why I brought her in. So, Nicole, squeeze yeah. over here and say hi to Instagram and introduce yourself. All right. So my name's Nicole Morris. I am an MSW. That stands for Master's in Social Work. And I have been in the field for about 13 years. I currently work for Umatilla County Human Services. So I'm representing Eastern Oregon because <laughs> we get so much representation. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I have had the great opportunity to work a lot of different programs, but they offer addiction services and veterans. Assist- they have a veterans program there where they can help veterans out also. They do a lot of really great things. We're um, in the schools right now. That's the program that I work for. So I am a school therapist currently. But I have done many, many things. So. Perfect. Um, so that's why I brought her in. Because I, you know, have scratched the sur- literally like a little, like like a, like a paper cut surface of what psychology is. 
with my NLP studies and certificate. And so I like to have people who are smarter than me. <laughs> Listen, we all have areas, right? You're smarter than me in psychology. I'm smarter than you in Beyonce. I don't know. You it's know? true. <laughs> it's true. So I like to have uh, people in who know what they're talking about. So I can basically back up what I'm saying to my girls <laughs> as I am the single girls life coach. So narcissism. Nicole, what is a narcissist? So a narcissist is a person um, that has a inflated sense of self is what we call it. So we call it grandiose importance where they think that they're really, really important. They have a preoccupation with success sometimes. They exploit others in order to get their own way. So a lot of times they lack empathy. A lot of them are arrogant. Like there's just these traits that you can have if you have narcissism or you come into contact with narcissism. Mm -hmm. It's a personality disorder is what we call it. And um, the person, the disorder part comes in when it starts impacting your life negatively. Okay. So we all have these like personality traits that we have. And some of us, you know, actually do have self-importance and inflated, but it doesn't impact us negatively. Right. When it starts impacting your relationships and your jobs and stuff like that, that's when it becomes a disorder. So a lot of us do have a little bit of narcissism, mm -hmm. and that is why social media works. Yes. I like posting selfies, especially when my hair is popping. It ain't popping today, but that's fine. Um, but we all like to feel pretty people to compliment us, a compliment can make our day, but it is not affecting our life negatively, right? Correct. Right. Correct. And so would you say narcissism, because you said it's a personality disorder, where there are personality dis disorders like schizophrenia, yeah. stuff like well, that, is it on that plane? So, because schizophrenia is not really in the personality disorder okay. spectrum. Okay, okay, so, see, that's why I have her. <laughs> yeah, and the, um, it, I mean, there's like chemical imbalance disorders, mm -hmm. depression, anxiety, you know, things that are effective in your system. Then there's the personality part of things where it's like our representation of self you can't really medicate a personality like you can right. a chemical imbalance. Right. So, right. so it's actually worse than a chemical imbalance. Yeah, yeah. Narcissism. You kind of have to have like some good therapy if yeah. you've got some, you know, part of a personality disorder. Right, so. right. Whereas a narcissist can have therapy, but it's, is it curable or not? The problem with it is that they would have to recognize that they have a disorder. Okay. And so with narcissism, the big trick to that is that they don't think that they would have a disorder because they're perfect. Right. I'm perfect. <laughs> so I don't have a disorder. So, Why would I need to go see a psychologist? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So a lot of times, I mean, we don't get the representation of narcissism really that we should because they don't think that it's their fault right. that they're you know, relationships are ending. Right. They think it's the other person's fault. Okay, so. <laughs> um, and I asked that question because most of us, and I was in a relationship with a narcissist. Obviously, you don't know it when you're in it, especially if you don't know what narcissism is. This is not a word I knew five years ago. Didn't know the definition of it. Didn't know the traits of it. And so when you're in a relationship with someone like this, you think you can change them. Because that's what yep. a lot of women do. Because we're nurturers. And when we see the dog laying on the side of the road, we're like, oh, oh my God, I must help. Oh. I want to save you. Exactly. At least that 
that's what it was in my case. Yeah. So I'll only speak for myself. So that's why I wanted Nicole to tell you, this is not a curable trait. You cannot help him. Um, and honestly, he can't even help himself. It's not curable, you know? Right. So why stick around? We got to find somebody else, you know? Boy, bye, as they say. So I want to give some examples because even that definition that we gave of narcissism, I think that maybe you still won't know. It's kind of broad. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. You have to kind of break it down and put it into like, this is the action that I had or yeah. this is what I had to do. So. Yeah. So what are some of the things that they say a lot to women? And I'll let you know if I heard it from my abusive ex that I was with for two years. Ooh. So um, there's a lot of blaming that happens, yeah. right? You shouldn't have or you didn't or you don't love me enough, right? Yep. You yep. you did yep. this and therefore yep. it shows that you didn't love me. <laughs> Or I have examples. Keep going. Yeah, there's the lack of empathy thing. So if you're having a bad day, then they can come around and say, well, my day was worse or they don't even care that you had a bad day. Like, oh, you're going to bring your bad stuff home to me. Really? Like now you're making my day bad. Yeah. So it's all your fault. Yep. yep. So there was an incident. I remember telling this to you when we met up at a, a Roasters mm -hmm. to have our meeting about what we were going to talk about on the live. Because I remember being on air here at the radio station, God, now maybe four years ago, and we had a caller call in as we do, and she was asking for advice. And she had said that she had um, a couple of things that an ex had given her, and her ex was upset that she still had it. I think hers happened to be a necklace. And I made a little joke, as I do. I'm pretty funny. Um, and I said, girl, why did you even tell him that? I got purses that my, my boyfriend don't even know my ex gave me. Boom. Boom. That set off a... It was like a bomb exploded, and my phone blew the F up from this abusive ex. How dare you? You just embarrassed me. Um, you don't love me. You're sneaky. How could you hide something like this from me? You, As you, if you. I was supposed to go around my whole house and say, Nicole, an ex got me that, an ex got me that too, and that too, and that too. Is it okay if I keep it? Um. Like, that's literally what he wanted. And so in order to just shut him up and pacify him, because again, he was saying things like, you don't love me. If you love me, you'll show me by getting rid of these purses. Now, these were two Michael Kors purses and a pair of Jordans. And when I tell you, I just went blank and was like, okay. And I, I, I dropped them off at a Goodwill in Kent, Washington, because I remember it was over Christmas break, and whoever got those purses three years ago, God bless you. Um, and I did it. Because I thought I had to do it. I thought that, well, he's right. If, if, if you love somebody, you'll do anything to show them that you love them. And I want to get into what we talked about, um, the compromise, compromise versus I have to in a second. We're going to talk about compromise in a relationship versus I have to in a relationship. But I want to give you one more example of how narcissistic this guy was and a lot of gaslighting going on. Yeah. Because he would confuse the hell out of me where I would begin to think, maybe that did happen. Like, I was so confused. Like, I was so... Yeah. When you're in your own bubble and he, like, 
pushes all the weeds away and it's just you and him on this path. I thought that everything he said was correct because I can't see me, right? Like I, I can only see me if I look in a mirror. So I thought he was the only one who had ever told me the truth. Because I had never heard the things that he was saying about me, about myself. And I was like, well, maybe he's right. Maybe people just have never been honest with me. Maybe I am a bad friend. Maybe I do come off as a cheater, because he would say that a lot too. Mm. You're sneaky. You probably cheating on me. I don't even know. You got all these guy friends, which cut to a guy friend that he made me cut off uh, because he calls me too much. Right. And he was like, if you love me, you'll call him right now and tell him you can't be friends anymore. And I lit. I thought I had to. I thought I had to. Right. And that's when we brought up that love thing, yep. right? Like, how do you define love? And I think that's where narcissism can get kind of tricky because they want to define it for you. Yeah. So they'll tell you what it looks like. They'll yeah. tell you, you're going to change who you are yeah. so that you can be with me because mm -hmm. I'm perfect and I'm special. Mm -hmm. But you're not, you yeah. know. You're, you're not. not. So I'll fix you and yeah. bring you with me. But, you yeah. know, I'm also going to make your life and, and they, they have a trait of making you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Like, and that's that exploitative, like, just grandiose self-importance. Yeah. Like, I'm going to blame you for my misdoings. Yeah. yeah. We were defining love, and it was the... Um, I remember we were talking about everybody's got a different definition, but my master's program, it really kind of laid it out for me. And I loved the saying that said... Um, you define love not by what you think a person should be, but by who they are, yes. right? Yes. So, and that's that's where this narcissism comes in because if they're trying to fix you or they're trying to change yeah. you, they are not loving you for who you are. Yeah. Like, they're trying yep. to change you. Yeah. And so another reason why I thought that I had to or whatever because nobody ever has the conversation with you about love. Mm -hmm. Not, you know, and I love my parents and I hate that I say this and I've even been like to my mom, like, sorry. She's like, hey, sometimes you just gotta learn on your own. Um, 40 years of marriage, they've been together forever. I don't know divorce, uh, but we never had a serious conversation mm -hmm. about it. Right. And that's just that generation, so it's not a knock on our parents. Our parents are humans and when you first become a parent, you learn by just, Whoops. <laughs> doing. Yeah, you just learn by doing. Yeah. And so looking back, you know, obviously I can take things that my parents did for me, but then add to it if I ever happen to become um, a parent. And one of the things that I would change is the deep conversations ongoing at every age. You know, at five, it's different. Right. And it's not because um, one of the things that I hate is if a boy teases you or hits you, oh, girl, he just likes you. No. He just likes you. Oh, no. It's okay. And I'm like... We don't reinforce <laughs> violence. Yes, I'm like, oh, my God. It just We're breeding women to think a guy likes me if he hits me yeah. or makes fun of me. And one of the things that he would make fun of me uh, a lot was because I had my two parents, and he didn't. And he was so... Looking back, the jealousy that he had from that... Listen, I totally get it. If you grow up <laughs> in a terrible household, which he did, and then you have this girl that comes along who has the two-parent household, like, that's everybody's fantasy. So I get the emotion of jealousy. But the action of taking it out on me, on somebody you claim to love, what is that about? That is where, <laughs> and that's actually where the narcissism comes from, right? Yeah. So they yeah. think that something really happened in childhood, 
and it like damaged that attachment that you have to your parents. And so you create this inflated sense of self-importance in order to continue, you know, moving on with your identity. Yeah. So there's probably a big thing that happened back in the childhood. And there is, and that's, it's not my story to tell. And I right. and he has, two years ago when I started telling my story, girl, I got a seething email from him cussing me out and this and that and the third. I never responded because I don't respond to crazy anymore. Um, but there are parts of his story that I won't share because it's not my story to share. But I do know my childhood was better. Um, and that that caused a lot of the friction. Um, let's see, dead... Deadly Kisses says, what does the word narcissism mean? Narcissism, okay. So it comes from the Greek poem I was telling you about earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it it actually involved a guy that um, was had an extreme self-important like flair to him okay. and his parents were told by something I can't I'm really probably butchering this poem <laughs> but his parents were told not to let him ever know himself he'll live as long as he never knows himself and he was met by a beautiful girl and he rejected all of them and he looked into the pond to get a drink one day saw his own reflection and fell in love with it Jeez. so once <laughs> he fell in love with his own reflection he couldn't let that go and he ends up dying there so narcissism comes from that term and it's actually a flower that grows on the like banks of some of the greek rivers and stuff so yeah that's that's where the term narcissism comes from yeah but um it it explains he has all of the traits that character does of what we look for i thought you were saying my ex in the tendencies i mean i don't that too (laughs) i would assume obviously he's never been diagnosed well when i was with him i don't know if he went and got help i wish him well um but I wanted to tell, well, as all words, hopefully that made sense, deadly kisses, but as all words and psychology terms and scientific terms, it always comes from somebody, a name mm-hmm. after somebody who had this trait. Like, we just make up definitions, right, yes. from stuff like that. So hopefully that, that made sense. So now I do want to talk about the compromise versus I have to, mm-hmm. and then also why women stay, why I stayed. I'll, I'll speak for me in that narcissistic relationship, but... What I felt with him is all these things that he requested of me, I thought I had to do it. Because you think, again, if nobody has the conversation with you about relationships, you think that that's compromise. Uh Because everybody says that, right? People, even in good marriages, oh, marriages are hard. You just got to learn compromise and communication. So I thought, oh, okay. Because what, it's not a, it wasn't a big deal, the act of getting rid of my purses, Right. But it's a big deal if somebody is making you do it. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So what is what is that? Because I remember you said it was like a thought. Thought cycle. Thought cycle. There we My go. My favorite yes. thing, yes. the good. thought Look cycle. Yes. Okay, so it starts with a thought, right? And we put that thought in, the, in this thought cycle that I have, the cognitive behavioral therapy thought cycle. So the thought was, I have to do this so that he continues to love me or he knows that I love him, him. whatever it is. And then that moves into feelings. And the feelings were frustration and anger. And I can't remember. There was a lot of other ones. And then that moves into the behavior, which is you getting rid of your purses in order for him to see this. And getting rid of my friend. Right. And, yep. Mm-hmm. Doing all of the things that he told you that you were compromising over, right? And then it leads back into that thought cycle, which is I have to. Yeah. So, and we we can spot narcissism when we spar- start 
thinking about what we're thinking to ourselves, right? Mm, yeah. So when I start thinking to myself in a relationship, like I have to do this in order to show him love, yeah, that is not a healthy way to show. That love. is a red flag like, that you are in a relationship with a narcissist, right? <laughs> exactly. You don't have to do anything in order to show love. I mean, there's the five love languages. If you want to show love, you can go that way, right? Mine's acts of service. Yeah, <laughs> mine way. is too. Yeah, yeah. I love Take acts out of the service. Trash. I don't, I don't care about the words. But Just his, do the dishes. The funny thing is, I would I would bet you a million dollars that his love language was words of affirmation. I wouldn't doubt that. He would say all the time, "You are you even attracted to me? You don't even show me that um, you're attracted to me. You don't even say I'm sexy or anything. And one of the things that he would always say as well, and this is me, right, trying to be the good girlfriend. I wrote out a sticky note on like above my bed, so when I would wake up, I would see it. Remember to tell his name you love him today. Because he, like, he would literally go three days and then be like, it's been three days and you ain't even told me you love me. Aww. Like, ugh. And I would just be like, what is happening to my life right now? Um, so, okay, so yeah. So, so the, the difference between compromise versus I have to, because I know some of you are probably like, why did you stay? I'll tell you in a minute. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so compromising, compromising is like give and take, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So compromising for you and your purse situation really would have been like, well, I'm going to keep this purse, but I'll get rid of this purse, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And that that's compromise. And I have to is that like, that's not compromise. When you feel obligated to yeah. do something, that yeah. is much, much different. Yeah. But I, I even think in that relationship, getting rid of anything, right? it would have um, been a... Um, hold on. Attacked by the microphone. <laughs> exactly, attacked by the microphone. It would have been an I have to. Mm -hmm. So compromise to me in that situation would just be like, why are you tripping? Like, because you can't say to me that you have nothing from your ex. You have a whole child, in fact. Oh, he had a well, child. There <laughs> you, you know go. I mean? So in that case, I felt like I definitely, if I would have stood my ground, I would have won or realized then, like, this dude is crazy. Mm. So it's time to go. But, yeah, so compromise is like, to me, is like, what are we about to watch on Netflix tonight? Or please don't watch the second episode until I get home or things like that. Right. You know? Yeah. Healthy relationship compromise things. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah, what are we going to have for dinner? I was just about to say that. Yeah. Well, today I want to go to Applebee's. Okay. We can go to Applebee's today, but tomorrow can we go to Olive Garden? Right. Cool. But it's not, you have to get rid of your whole, like, so <laughs> I think I even said this today on air. I was like, yo, now that I'm out of debt, one of the first things I buy after I'm, fixing up my house a little bit. I'm going to try to find that Michael Kors purse that I had and buy it back for me. I don't think I can find that model. Uh, you know, I don't even know how to look it up or search for it. Oh. But it's like I, I have thought about that purse probably because the act of giving it away was so traumatic for me. And it's just a purse, right? But the way that I had to like... It's a symbol, though, yeah, of your like, power. Yeah. Like you gave up your power yeah. for that. Yeah. yeah so it was just... Uh, so one of the reasons why I stayed, because that's what everybody asks, right? Mm -hmm. Like, why do these girls stay? Why do these girls stay? Um, well, <laughs> the sad thing is, in looking back, and even all the journals I have written since 2017, I never liked him. I never liked him. I never was looked at him and, oh, you know, some, you probably look at your husband and be like, oh, I just love his little silly ass. Most <laughs> like, of the time. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I just, ne I never had that. One of the things that got me was literally two weeks in, and this was love bombing that was happening. He literally said, it may have been a week, like, oh, I love you. 
And I was like, oh, we don't, we don't have to say that. I'm not good with my emotions and words, and I definitely didn't love him then. I know that for a fact now. But when I said that, we don't have to say it now, he got so upset and left my house and was pissed because I did not say it back. You hurt my feelings. Exactly. And my dumbass at the time was like, oh, he really likes me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's one of the reasons why I stayed because I really thought that he did like me and I was like well my feelings will change second he was so fine he was still to this day unfortunately I have to say he's the finest dude in my eyes that I had ever dated just physically body was six pack he was a football player so body mm. was right everything physically I wanted but then I didn't go past that right you know so that's why I have my list now um, so there's that. And also I felt sorry for him. He was going through a lawsuit. He broke his foot. He couldn't play football anymore. His baby mama sucked. At least that's what he told me. Now I'm like, she probably was the sweetest woman. <laughs> he had a horrible childhood and I wanted to fix him. I wanted to help him. Uh-huh. And the way that I helped him was a lot of money. And so those are the reasons why in my own psychologizing of myself, if that's a word. (laughs) Evaluation. Um, Evaluation. (laughs) Um, And the fine thing has to do is I was, is there levels of insecurity? Because no other guy ever made me feel insecure. Oh, yeah. Well, and they're really good at finding it, too. They're really good at analyzing and saying, oh, that really hit. So I'm just going to hit it over and over and over again. And from like a million different angles, too. So, yeah, and they find that one little thing because they even even the strongest women yeah. have like some serious insecurities that yeah. hide in there somewhere. Yeah. And so once they find it, they poke it. Yeah. And yeah. so in my mind, it was like, how can somebody that's a 12 and I know I don't it's not that I think that I'm ugly. I think I'm pretty fine. Um, She's beautiful. <laughs> I'm narcissistic. <laughs> I'm narcissistic. No, but no, I, I don't I've never had a image or body issue or thought the only thing I don't like about myself is I have a big forehead. But whatever. I, but it's I never. IPad. Yeah. But I think I look just like my mom and I do. And I think my mom is beautiful. So I was like looking in the mirror like my mom's fine. Me too. You know. And I and I, I was told I was beautiful my whole life growing up. So I never had that issue. But I think. For me, when I actually got this vision of a man physically that I always wanted, and then I got him, and I was like, what? This, how is this happening to me? How is this happening to me? Like, he was so, and then I was posting him all over social media, and so that was an embarrassment, so that's why I stayed longer. I'll tell you what, though. D- uh, December of 2017, so we broke up June 2017. December of 2017, I had a girl in here. Her name is Lacey. Shout out to her. Because I said on air, like, who wants to come in and delete all these stupid pictures of two years I have of this stupid boyfriend? But she was like, I'll do it. She literally sat in here for three hours, deleted every single one of our pictures on my Facebook and Instagram. Because I was like, I don't want to go into 2018 and see, you know how Facebook's like, your memory. Oh, and God. See, I know I would have threw yeah. my phone <laughs> in the river. I don't want to see him. You know, so she did that for me, and I love that. So, so I do want to end on the personal bill of rights. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Um. Because, as I've said on the live, in this live before, mm-hmm. we don't have these conversations. Our parents don't have it with us. Um, and I know that, at least my Instagram insights and Facebook tell me that women 25 to 45 follow me. So you're of my age group. Most of you are millennials. If you're above 38, you're not a millennial, and that's okay. But that means your parents were probably just like mine. Whether you had the two-parent or not, that generation did not talk about Love and how you're supposed to be loved. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, but whatever. So 
we don't know these things. And when Nicole showed this to me, I was like, please, <laughs> can we read it? Can we please have this on here? Yeah. So the personal bill of rights, and I think it really is fitting to the whole narcissism topic yeah. because y you can look at these and you can say, he didn't let me do any of this. He didn't give me this, right? So your personal bills of right. Number one, I have the right to ask for what I want. I have the right to say no to requests or demands that I cannot meet, right? I have the right to express all my feelings, positive or negative. Yep. And that's the big one. They'll come at you and they will discount your yeah. feelings completely. Yeah. Like, yeah. you shouldn't feel that way. Dude, uh, well, I can't look it up with my phone. There's a quote that I saw the other day and I put it on my Facebook. If you can't have, I don't want to mess it up. If you can't have a conversation about how you feel, your goals and what you want, without fearing your relationship will end you do not right. have a relationship it's true that's not i love that it's true yeah absolutely and i had to learn that you know yeah i had to learn that like oh okay yeah anyway yep go ahead I, I think that posting these would be really good because okay, yeah. there's a ton of them, yeah. but the big ones, like, I have the right to change my mind, right? So, like, I can think one thing and then I can grow and change my mind and do something different. Yeah. I have the right to make mistakes and not be perfect. Um, I have the right not to be responsible for others' behaviors, actions, feelings, or problems, right? No matter if you're in the relationship or not, whoever has those feelings or those problems that's theirs they can own it i'm not yeah. going to own it you can have that right yeah. um i have the right to say i don't know i have the right to give excuses or reasons for my behavior i have the right to make decisions based on my feelings mm. and mm. i think mm. that we get robbed of that sometimes yeah. Yeah. too i don't want to cut off that friend sorry after these messages we'll be right back <laughs> am i allowed to sing that on this <laughs> Now you know what era I grew up in. I'm a true millennial, an 80s baby, but a 90s kid. Shout out to my 83 babies and my cancers. Okay, so after this message, this conversation you were just listening to, we'll be right back. Hey, and don't be trying to fast forward either. I get paid if you listen to the whole ad. Three minutes, girl. Three minutes. Can you plug your pillows, by the way? Can we just like do a little <laughs> plug for your pillows? Because they're like super cool. Yeah. I love them. So I kind of dreamed this up over Christmas break. Uh, I was talking to my cousin, um, and I don't want to put her business out there. Um, but she was going through some stuff, and I was just, I don't know, in conversation. Then it led to, dude, affirmations work. Affirmations are great. You should write some down. Mm -hmm. um, and she was like, yeah, you know, I've really been saying to myself, a lot happiness over history because she had known this guy since high school blah 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 they're going through divorce yeah. anyway and she was like i really like the saying happiness over history and then i just had this like slap in the face moment of like pillows <laughs> um, and so you know how in conversation then ideas come up blah 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 and um so i was like oh, affirmation on pillows, home decor, <laughs> on your couch, on your bed. I'm your home girl in your head. You see, you know what I mean? Like, oh my, rapping. Yeah, like right, right. <laughs> um, and you know, my my whole platform is I believe that God has me in this season um, to help when women understand that singleness is not a punishment, and that you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. Mm. Like you're worthy. Period. Like the day you were born, boom. Um, you're just worthy and that single is an option as well, right? Yeah. Like it's an option. And unfortunately, this is sad and I'm a Christian, but I'm about to throw Christians under the bus. Um, <laughs> they make it seem like marriage is the only way. Yeah. That's the only way to happiness. That's the goal in life. That is, 
you know, and that stems from a lot of things. Um, you know, there was a time in this country and we don't have to go this deep, but there was a time in this country that I couldn't even buy a house. Unfortunately, we have had to be with men um, yeah, to yeah. survive in this country. And obviously, you know, we're breaking away with that, the millennial generation and the generations under us. And so I feel like that's what I'm here to do is push that envelope and move it forward. No, this doesn't mean that I don't want to be married or I don't yeah. I can't like believe, men like, or. Yeah, I have, I've, I have so many people who think, well, oh, well, Rika's just a man hater. And it's like, wow, you really don't listen to like anyone Anything. who says that yeah. is not listening to yeah. what you're saying yeah. because you are all about self-reflection like getting to know yourself and you have never like even though you're christian and you're celibate you don't push any of those nope. on anybody else nope. you nope. reference it sometimes when you're when you're tr telling your story or right. your experience but you right. encourage everyone to like figure out what they want for themselves and then to pursue that. Right. And also telling the whole truth, right? So on the pillows right now, I have four in the collection. Mm -hmm. um, one of them says singleness is not a punishment. The other one is happiness over history. Shout out to my cousin for that. The other one is happily single. Um, and the other one is don't do all that healing just to date another broken man. Mm. Hashtag stay sharp. How does that fit so, on a throw pillow? Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> actually, the print, you can read it like it actually. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> on it, the um, I got this from Forever 21. Shout out to Forever 21, who on the bottom of the bags, they have first John uh, three and 16, because I believe that's the scripture that's like God sent his only son. Da, da, da. Anyway, so I got that idea from them and I put first Corinthians chapter seven verse eight on it which is paul's verse to single women that it is okay to be single <laughs> and that's the evolution on how i came up with single you the pillow collection and i would love for my throw pillows to be in your home i'm here for you so you can purchase a pillow or all four at single-u.com backslash pillows and of course the link is in the show notes um you're married Mm -hmm. And do you have male friends? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. And not that you should. And I always like, have. That's yeah. the thing. I always have. And I think that's the one thing that I really did appreciate about my husband is that he really is like open with letting me have whoever I want yeah. to talk to, whatever I want to yeah. do. If I'm growing and I'm learning, he's like excited about yeah. it. And it's not we're kikiing on the phone all the time or sleeping in the same bed and I'm married. Obviously, that's disrespect. But one of the things that I like that you said when we had our initial meeting is that you two created your relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it took a lot of time and work. Yeah. <laughs> and you can do that, right? So mm -hmm. I would believe him, my ex, when he would say things. Because I was like, I don't think people yell in relation. Like, what is this? He was like, whatever, Miss Perfect, because you can't, you grew up in your two-parent household. You ain't ever seen nobody fight. People fight. This is normal. And he would make me think it was normal. Like, I felt bad for having a two-parent household at one point. Who does that? Who feels bad about having a great childhood? Gosh, darn it. I grew up so wonderfully. Darn it. It was just like the Cosby show. Well, I'll be gosh darn. I should be just pissed off. You know? So angry. Yeah, but again... We never had these conversations, so I didn't know what was right or wrong. Right. Yeah. So I love that you said that you are allowed to create the relationship that you want, period. But you have to know what you want. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we're going to go ahead and close out on this. And I will end on this. 
That is exactly what I do in my single you coaching program, right? So at birth, we weren't given a life manual. Nobody said, this is how relationships go. This is how your career should go. This is how you execute goals. This is how you handle your feelings. As much as we don't know about the food we're putting in our bodies and what that means, we don't even know how this works. Right. My five hit. Our thoughts. We don't know how this mind works, right? Mm-hmm. We don't understand our personal bill of rights and that we have the right to ask for what we want and that we have the right to create the life we want. So if you are a single woman, that is what I help you do in my single you program. We do uh, two things simultaneously in my program. We figure out why you kept getting into those dysfunctional relationships and how not to get into them again. Okay, And we also figure out how you can actually be the authority of yourself and design your life, okay? Because I know what it's like to be 30 and single, 25 and single, 36 and single, and especially no kids. Everybody's getting on the highway, and you feel like you're just on the on-ramp, like, oh, everybody's getting their forever families, getting married and having kids, and I'm not. (laughs) And you just feel bad about yourself as if that's the only goal and the only way to live your life. But there's so many other ways that you can live your life and create the life that you want that will make you happy and joyous and proud of who you are as a woman. And if the man comes, great. I'm not a man hater. Don't teach women in singleness (laughs) uh, and single you to never date again. You know, (laughs) I don't teach that. But I teach you how to be the authority of you and know that, no, arguing is not correct in relationships. Like, demeaning you yeah. is not correct in relationships. I can't say arguments don't happen. I'm There's sure, fair you know. ways to fight. There's Absolutely. fair fights. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, but I can give you those tools, actually pull them out of you if you do the work. So if you would like to sign up, the link is here in my Instagram bio. And then I'll put the link here on Facebook because oh, I think my I dad. forgot to do that. Is that your dad? It is. Hi, oh. Dad. <laughs> Wait, the Brent? Yeah. Oh, what's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> you can do that as well, but I would love to work with you. Anything else you would like to say about narcissism before we go? Um, Just to be watching out for it. And I think the most important personal bill of right is that you have the right to be treated with dignity and respect. Like, that is your right. 100%. And that's with every relationship, friendship, friendship yep. family, co-workers, Absolutely. Boss. You have that right to dignity and respect. But you have to give it back, too, to others. So. Oh, yeah. And one more disclaimer. I will never tell you I'm an expert in this area. I am just speaking from my lens and what I learned by being in an abusive relationship, by not knowing myself, by not having self-love for myself and not knowing how to set a boundary to save my life, girl. So just remember that I'm speaking from my lens. And after 18, 19 years of radio, September of 2020, I stepped down from my full-time radio job to focus on what God is calling me to do in this season. And this is it. I'm called to guide you, girl. I'm called to guide women who need to hear that singleness is not a punishment and you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. That's what I'm here for. So if that's you, I want you to share this episode, especially if I say something that resonates with you. Share it with a girlfriend. Sharing is caring. Also, can you subscribe to this podcast? You will be notified once a new episode drops. So definitely subscribe and rate. 
rate this podcast. Okay, please. I don't know if you know how much it actually helps like a host like me, an influencer, how much a rating, a share, a like helps us. So please help this small business owner, me, Rika, that's me, (laughs) by rating this podcast as well. Lastly, my intro. Here's a fun fact. It comes from my old morning show. I used to have this morning show on a station here in the Tri-Cities called Power 99.1. And my friend, my co-worker, one of the greats in production land, James Tyler, he had made that for me for my morning show, the Just Me Rika show. And I was like, yo, on my podcast, I need that intro back. And he made it for me. So thank you for that intro. Thank you for the production, James Tyler. Uh, Of course, it was inspired by Beyonce's Flawless. Yeah. All right, girl, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to Single You, the podcast. And we'll talk on the next episode.